Hey, this is Pastor Vic. Welcome to the People Church Podcast. We hope you're inspired. We hope you hear from God. And above all, we hope you realize how much you're loved. Enjoy the message. Exodus chapter 16. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, Close on Sundays. Uh -uh. We had Chick-fil-A lemonade because this is got to play off of Kanye West's song and calm down. And we had Chick-fil-A lemonade uh, last on our first service and cookies. And you know what? We're going to end this ser- series next week because then we have conference and then we have our new building and a lot of things coming. Um, so maybe we'll have lemonade next week too. Amen. Did y'all enjoy the lemonade? Yay! Hey, <laughs> listen, they took some lemonade home. You know, from that, yay, I was like, yeah, they took some lemonade home. So the whole Israelite community set out from uh, Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, of the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. Verse 2 says this, in the desert, the whole community grumbled against uh, Victor and Ram. Moses and Aaron, my bad. Uh, the Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. So what's happening? Let me give you what's happening. Uh, Moses had rescued them from Egypt, right? And, and so here they come out of Egypt in Egypt where they were slaves. Now they were free, but they were in the desert experiencing things that they didn't want to experience. But the, 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 the key word is they were what? Free. Come on, say I'm free. So they got into freedom now, right? And then their experiences and things, the, the Israelites came to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there, listen to what they said, there, at least we sat around pots of meat, ate all the food we wanted. If the cowboy game was at 12, we didn't go to church. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Carb-free in Jesus' name. Carb-free bread. The people are to go out. Come on, say go out. Each day and gather enough. Come on, say enough. For that day. In this way, look look what the Lord says. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Go one more to verse five. says this. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they are bringing. and, And that is to be twice as much as they gather on other days. So here's what, here's what's happening. God says, I'm going to rain some bread down from heaven and I want them to come out each day. And every time they come out, here's, here's what I'm trying to do. And here's what I'm trying to figure out. I want to figure out if they trust me, if they trust me, if they trust me enough to believe then I'm actually enough. So neighbor, say neighbor, trust him enough to believe that he's actually enough. Come on, this is a big question. I think that's what the church can be because the word of God says that, that, the, that, that he rained manna down from heaven. It was a, it was a manna. It was like a sweet uh, frosted flake. That's what it, literally what it said. It was fr- he rained down frosted flakes, Tony Tiger, from heaven. Amen. Kellogg's. Y'all remember y'all were just, y'all were so broke. Y'all didn't have frosted flakes. So you had to put the flakes with the sugar. You remember that? Or was that just me? And then we discovered frosted flakes that they already have. But why you, why are we putting sugar? But that was the best because you know what? After you drink the milk, the sugar would be on the bottom. Help me out. Diet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> y'all remember that? 
That was the preach it. Mike said, you've never said preach it until I started talking about Frosted Flakes on stage, Mike. Come on, somebody. I know how to get one of our worship leaders to say preach it. I just got to start talking about some Kellogg's cornflakes in Jesus' name. Stop. Y'all crazy. Man, I've never heard you say. And I think, and so they rain down manna from heaven, right? And, and, uh, uh, and, and what he does is because they're in their tents and while he rains the manna down from heaven, here's what he's doing. He's getting to see because they're in their tents. He's trying to figure out if they will come out of their tents and trust him with what he's raining down from heaven. So he's trying to get them to come out of their comfort and trust them with what he has for them and not trust them enough not to go back to Egypt where at least they had potted meat, whatever they had. Okay, I'll stop joking. We'll go to it. And trust God. Manna is an edible substance which God provided for the Israelites. Church, in the same way like manna, provides a substance that is alive and well, and his name is Jesus. His word, it's alive and well. You know that we used to be called God's feeding word? Yeah. It's a man. A church is a place that you come to get fed. So people say, I, uh, I don't have to go to church, though, to be a Christian. Say what? And they're right. Frosted Flakes. Come on, say preach. Hey, amen. And they're right. Because salvation is through faith alone in Christ alone. You're absolutely right. I don't got to go to church to be a Christian because salvation is through faith alone in Christ alone. But you also don't have to go home to be married. Uh-oh. And if you stay away long enough from home in your marriage, your relationship, help me out, married people, will be affected, right? I'm not talking, your, your actual marriage won't be affected because the marriage is, marriage is the covenant you have between your wife and your husband. The marriage stays the same. Your covenant between you and God won't, will stay the same. You are still a son and a daughter of God. But if you stay away from the church too long, your relationship will become affected. It's the same thing. The church is his bride, by the way. Church provides a living substance. So here's the thing. Um, the church isn't just a one-time thing where we come out of our tent, get some manna, and we go away and we good. We good for a year. We good till Christmas and we good till Easter. Not if you want to grow, it's not. If you, if you want to grow, you have to be in the house of God. So here is the question for you, people, church. Is he really enough for you and your life? Like if they stripped everything away from you, is he still enough? Will he ever be enough for you? If they took everything away from you, would you be able to pick up yourself, walk back into church with a smile and realize, and they'll see, why are you smiling? You lost everything. He said, hey, I lost everything, but it's not about what's outside of me that counts. It's what's on the inside of me and I can't lose him. 
Are you getting this? I can't lose him. That's why we need church. See, because remember, eventually, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, eventually of uh, the temptation, like the Israelites, after you get saved and you get set free, the temptations for Christians, especially people in church, and especially, I'm going to be real honest with you, if you've been in church for a long time, the temptation after you get saved is to go back to Egypt. So God sets you free. And he sets you free from a lot of things. He sets you free. And you free. And the sun sets free. is free indeed. And, but the temptation is to, ah, but is he really enough? Because he set me free from drug addiction. And I've been free for like five years. But I'm just going to dabble a little bit because the temptation is always to go back. He set me free from pornography, but I mean, is he really enough for me? I mean, I've been free for a good minute, but you know what? Ah, you know, a relationship, I, I don't even know what's really going on. And so, you know, I'm going to go back to that. The temptation in your freedom is to always go back. Why? He set me free from alcoholism. But the temptation is I've been free for a long time, but I'm just going to start doing it just a little bit. Because the temptation is always to go back to Egypt. It's always to go back to Egypt. Ah, you know. I, why? Because the question today, is he really enough? The word of God says, forget not his benefits. Forget not what he's done for you. I was talking to my... Uh, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law who are here. Hi, how are you doing? And my brother-in-law and all of them, sister-in-law. And he says, guys, Mexicans, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> and uh, oh, they were talking last night and I was like, oh, guys. I was just joking with them. I was like, the Cowboy Games tomorrow night. I'm so glad y'all came to watch the Cowboy Game with me. You know, it's so great for y'all to be here. And right, right, my, my father-in-law, no, 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 you lucky I'm even here. Just joking. He's just joking. And uh, I said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, you're lucky. He goes, I have security for Family Faith Center today, Sunday morning, because they go to Pastor Sam and Christina's church who was here a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, we, I had security because I think he's head of security, I think, right, down over there. And he's like, I had security, and I, and I had to switch it out with somebody. And I was just like, I said, boy. And I jokingly, I said, you know what? You wouldn't even be at that church if you're if your little fine little fine <laughs> uh, hot tamale of a daughter you had didn't meet this fine man amen come on somebody <laughs> didn't meet this fine handsome man get married to him and whoop, she got filled with the holy ghost amen and now y'all in holy ghost church too y'all would have never even been in that church if it wasn't for and they're just they like oh here we go again <laughs> I said, you still be cooking, Bert, never mind, I'm going to stop. And I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm joking, of course. But I, I wonder if, uh, if that's how we treat God sometimes. Like we don't remember enough of what he saved us from and what he delivered us from and what, what he has brought us through. And we, we forget his benefits and we just start throwing fits. Do you trust him more than you trust your instinct to go back to Egypt? 
So what he does is he, God places us, he sets up a place of freedom called the church. A set of, of freedom, not a place of condemnation, not a place of guilt, not a place of shame, because the word of God says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Not me coming in here and telling you how bad you are, because you're in here because you've realized, hey, I need a savior. That's why we're all here. So I'm not here to tell you, oh, you're bad. You know you're bad. You're Michael Jackson bad. Amen. We all know we're bad. We don't need a reminder of how bad we are. We need a reminder that even though we're bad, we have a Savior who st stepped out of heaven to save us. Amen? And that doesn't make you want to keep being bad. What that eventually does in your heart is like, yo, this, this, if this really happened for me, I'm going to change my ways. I was joking, but I, you know, I, think, uh, I think we do that with God. He sets up this place of freedom, the church, where we have to learn how to trust him. Come over here. Learn how to trust him daily. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our monthly bread. Our yearly bread? Our two weeks ago bread? Give us this day our, come on, say it with me daily bread our, our daily so so what god does is is kind of like pastor ram was saying is that is that god is always here because god is always in the daily come on say daily that's why you can't come to church and be like acting all high and mighty with your nose high and be like oh i've been in church for like two, four years move aside i know what i'm doing i'm real spiritual i deserve to be here <laughs> you don't deserve to be here can I help you out? None of us deserve to be here. Are you getting this? I know you, it, it, it's, give, it, it's not give us this day our bread from last year. Give us this bread, our bread from last year. Because I helped out at conference last year and I volunteered at conference last year and I sponsored conference last year. So I deserve to be here. No, you, don't, you still don't deserve to be here just because you did any of that. You don't deserve any of it. It's daily bread, and we have to come get it. So, so what have you, you remember that song? Who was that song? What have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, yeah, come on, quit acting so saved. Look, Cynthia, you go, girl. <laughs> but it's not even, it's not even what have you done for me lately. You can go play that on iTunes later. But maybe it's not, it's not even that. It's, it's what have you done for me today? Give us this day our daily bread. You ought to ask yourself, what have I done for the kingdom? Not yesterday. You, you, you can't even, in the same way, you can't even be like, well, I'm going to do it for the church, but when I'm ready, when I get it together. Only problem with that is that, that the bread is, the manna is not over there. Pastor, Pastor Ram talked about it. God is here in this place. He's here now. The bread isn't over there. It's here. It's daily bread. I think maybe sometimes we give up on church because the system is set up for daily bread. And daily bread means you got to keep coming to God. And sometimes we just don't like that. Some of y'all are living off bread that you got when you first got on fire for the Lord. 
it's kind of like with Israelites did. You know, they 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 uh, they um, uh, because they said just get enough for that day, right? And what they were doing because they didn't fully trust the Lord, they would they would uh, hoard more and they would grab more and they would take it back to their tents more than they needed, right? Come on, church, amen. More than they needed, and so what happened is those that 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 manna eventually turned into maggots. Ew. And so what's happened is, is some of us are living off the bread that we first got when we were on fire for the Lord. And, and, and that bread, can I help you out? Can I help you out? That bread ain't good no more. Are you hearing me? But you just stored it up so you wouldn't have to keep coming back to God. So you pack some, uh, you pack some, uh, if I wake up tired on Sunday bread. So I just don't have to. I'm not in the mood to go serve his house bread. You pack some, I'm going to chase my dreams on weekends bread. You, you, you pack some, uh, I, I got to, I mean, if you got to really work on weekends, cool. But, but I, you know, I, I got to work on Sundays bread. Let me come for you. You pack some travel ball bread. Oh, they, they got mad at that one. Lord, I'm going to come back over here. You pack some just in case I get offended, bread. You pack some, uh, 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 some, I stayed up too late on Saturday night getting crunk bread. That's, that's, you ain't saying amen back there, preach or nothing. <laughs> Talking about bread, I figured you'd eventually say, preach it, but you don't need what? Your, your, your life. And your life is full of frustrations, and I get it. Because if I was eating moldy maggot manna too, I'd be frustrated too. Because the system is set up. Give us this day our daily bread. You can't live off of your bread last week, last month. You need, come on, say it, daily bread. I was talking to a friend about what it, what it is being a good friend. And it could be a lot of things, a good listener. There's a lot of qualities to being a good friend. But, but I came to the conclusion is that what makes a good friend is proximity. What, it's, what makes a good friend is how close you are, how available you are, how close they allow you to become. That's what really makes a good friend if you are available to that person. Amen. What, what, what good is a friend if, who's never available? Like, hey, can you come to this? No. Hey, can you do it? No. Nope. Hey, can you, can you watch my child? They bad. No, nope. especially not your children. What makes a good friend is how close they are to you, how vulnerable you can become with that friend, how um, proximity, it's just the closeness, the availableness uh, of being with that friend. It's no different with Jesus and his church. What, ma what makes you a, 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 a progressive, like just to be a, a, a um, damaging to the kingdom of hell and have a good relationship with Jesus, it is the proximity in which you stand to him and his bride, which is his church. If you just would stay close, even in your faults, even in your wilderness, even in the seasons that don't make sense, right? If you would just still come and stay close to Christ and his house, it will be enough. It will be enough. 
I've seen it. I've seen people who, who go through something and they walk away. They go back to Egypt. But I've also seen a lot of people who go through something and they stay. And we stay strong and we stand. And we don't know even what we're standing on because it's not our feet. We're standing on the rock, which is Jesus. And we stay. And it's not that we're not hurting. It's not that we're not going through things. It's that we've made a decision to stay. We've made a decision to stay close. Proximity. That's what makes a good friend. If you would just stay close to him, it will be enough. If you put what you have in his hands for his church, not only will it be enough, but you learn, was it last week? Last week? You'll have enough to take home. You can have leftovers. Being a good friend is not about being good enough. Nobody will ever be good enough. It's just about being close enough. And we understand faith comes by hearing. You can't represent Jesus well outside of hearing the word of God. That's just it. That's why the attack is always to get you out of church. And to keep you from being close. You need, come on, let's be real. You need daily bread to go to help with some of the things that you've been going through. You need daily bread to forgive that person that really, 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 really hurt you. You can't forgive that person on your own. You need a daily bread. You need a community of believers around you who can help you. Daily bread. Faith comes by hearing. So his attack is to keep us out of church, keep you from being close. And it starts in a, such a subtle way. And as Christians, we call it, uh, we call it taking a break, right? Come on, where am I? No, don't raise your hand. But, but we call it taking a break. Oh, I just need to take a break. You know what the devil calls that? Winning. I just need to take a break. The devil goes, woo! Oh, we got another one. All the hell goes crazy. They, they, they play 50 cent in the club. You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, boom. When you take a break, it's like, boom, boom. You know, like, we got another one taking a break. We win in. Because as long as you're not in your assignment, that's all he cares about. If he can get you out of your assignment, that's all he cares about. If he can keep you out of his church, that's all he cares about. And I understand not all churches get it right. I'm, I, I totally get that. Ours included. What, what we've decided here at, at People Church is that we're going to err, which we are going to error. We are going to err on the side of love. We don't got this life and this world figured out. We, we just don't. I'm afraid the things that we take a break from is just us being disobedient from our assignment. I think the greatest danger the church faces is unsurrendered Christians. We are church people. We should be in church and we should be his church. Not the condemning one, the one that looks like Jesus. Something happens in the faith or to our faith in an environment of his faithfulness. In an environment of his church. When we're surrendered to him and his mission... The commission, which is this, 
What's the commission? Make heaven full, rub hell. We're just like Jesus. That's our job too. Make heaven full and rob hell. That's what we do. When we're committed to that, not, not, not to my dream, watch, watch, watch. Not to my dream, but to his mission. I'm not saying you can't have dreams. I'm just saying that your dreams better line up with his mission. Amen. My assignment should line up with his mission. If you can fulfill your dream without God, it's not from God. What you do should expand God's kingdom. Whatever you do, it should expand the kingdom of God to make heaven full. Now, I'm not saying you got to be up here and go, I'm going to quit my job and be at church. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying wherever you are in your business, wherever you are, you should make it your assignment to bring heaven to wherever you are. That's your assignment. To make heaven full. And not only that, is to, and then to, to, to play your part in the house of God. I'm not closed on Sundays. What am I doing? I keep wanting to get into next week's message, but I can't. You just got to come back for it. But I, uh, I coach Oliver and I've coached Zoe on, I think, a few teams. Have I coached you? Yeah. And Oliver for football, I think Zoe for soccer, just different things in uh, baseball. And um, I don't know if you're aware, um, but when I, when I was growing up, we didn't have this. Uh, but I don't know if you're aware or not, but um, you could be, uh, you could go 0-14 in the league. And they're going to have an award ceremony for your children. And I'm like, excuse me, uh, you didn't win nothing. <laughs> Amen. Like you just, ah, <laughs> like. We just gonna put that one in the trash can, baby girl. You're like, oh my gosh, you're a harsh father. I mean, just like, but listen, really, it's not like you didn't, you really didn't win anything. They call them participation trophies. You heard of them? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids have them too. Right? No? Am I just the only one with a kid? Our kids aren't good in sports or what? What's happening? Listen, Oliver's a legend. He has one that he, you know, but anyways, um, but, but, but they have this thing called participation. I'm like, baby girl, you didn't win nothing. You really didn't, you didn't do anything to, to really deserve this medal, this trophy, nothing. But they give you this trophy and then you get your little snack bag with your little Capri. I thought it was your little Capri Sun. I thought of, of handing y'all Capri Suns after this service. I mean, I almost did last second. I was like, go buy everybody Capri Suns. We're going to hand them out at the door and be like, good game, 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 good game. Good game. But they got a little, some, some, you know, like, you know, like the, 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 the parents that don't care about any, any, uh, <laughs> any health, you know, they just like, they got the Capri Sun, the chips, you know, everything. And then you got the healthy ones that'd be like, you got an apple and an orange and a water. And the kids are like, <laughs> who gave us this one? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm, even I'm up in those things like, what they give y'all? What can I, ooh, who gave us the apple? Not even the Honeycrisp. Like, they just got the little ghetto apples. You know what I mean? <laughs> the little ghetto apples. Like, you take your little ghetto apples out of here, man. If you do a snack bag, you better put some Honeycrisp apples in that thing. Amen. 
All right, so, so I'm like, you know, wouldn't that, wouldn't, you know, participation trophies, right? Amen. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be awesome if heaven did that for our assignments as Christians? Like we get to heaven and God's like, <laughs> well done. I guess you tried. You imagine? That'd be great, right? Well done. Uh, you didn't, I'm not going to call you good and faithful servant because you weren't really good and faithful. But well done. At least you tried. Here's your participation trophy and Capri Sun on the way into heaven. Where's my mansion? Oh, you ain't getting no mansion. You get the second, second, you that, that second story apartment right there. You got that little shack for you. you know? Would be also like, like, well done. I guess you tried. That'd be great. And again, it's not well done. Um, I guess you tried to stop sinning because that's so basic. That's Christianity 101 because Jesus already took care of the sin, right? We're not going to get up to heaven and be judged for our sin. The, our Savior was already judged for our sin. That's why you accept him in his, he, he went to the cross in your place. Don't be freaked out. Like, oh, I'm going to be, no, no, no. Listen, he already took care of the sin. When you get up there, what you're going to have to answer for is your assignment. How did you handle the assignment that I gave you? the business that I gave you? What did you do with your talent? What did you do with your business? What did you do with everything that you had, your hands, with your feet, with your mind? I gave that for you to enhance and to grow my kingdom. And what did you do with it? Uh, mm, uh, <coughs> I like tortillas. I'm really good at Call of Duty. I'm a boss in Madden. Pretty good TikToker. I got a lot of likes on Instagram. A lot of followers. Now, he's not going to ask you how many followers you had on Instagram. He's not going to ask you what kind of car you have. He's not going to ask you how successful your business was. He's going to ask you, what did you do with the assignment that I placed on you? That's it. You got to be there. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, I wasn't equipped. You didn't have to be equipped. You didn't have to be equipped. You just had to say yes. I, I mean, I just go, I mean, I was a bad sinner. I took care of your sin. You have no excuses. Just can you, did you, did you tell people about me? Did you, in, did you, did you help grow my kingdom? Uh, it's just, it's just, we were just, we were just, we were just really busy with travel ball and we were just, you know, we, we were really busy when, you know, my head had kids and then, you know, I, you know, my, my, my teenagers just really didn't like going to church. So I didn't really know how to handle that. Yeah. I just, we just, I had a mortgage and I had all the, no, no. So you, you, you didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's for trying. Have a good one. Here's your Capri Sun on the way in. It's not my responsibility to get me to heaven. You couldn't try to get yourself to heaven if you did. That was the responsibility of Jesus. My responsibility is to bring heaven here. Look, look at Luke chapter 5, and I'm going to close with this. Because this is cool. You have to see it. 
So one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of uh, Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. Verse 2 says this. Um, he saw at the water's edge two boats, left them for the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little far from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into, put out into deep water and let down the nets. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. I haven't caught anything, but because you say so, come on, say, say so. I will let down the nets. Did you miss it? Here's what happened. Simon Peter, dude was an expert fisherman. Peter was out all night. We didn't catch much. Jesus shows up to the scene. And the first thing Jesus asked him to do is, can you give me your boat for a second? That's what he's asking. He said, basically what Jesus is saying is I got some church work to do. I got to do something for my people. Remember, this is all about when you put something in his hands for his people, he's going to bless your life. Watch, 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 watch. I need your boat. Did you see it? He took what Peter had and he preached the gospel with it. Give it to me first. Seek first the kingdom. See, here's the thing. A lot of churches are seeking the blessing. You ain't supposed to seek the blessing. You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. The fact, well, what is that? Well, this is that I'm going to continue, continually seek and, 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 and remember that God sent his son to die on a cross for my sins to make me righteous. When I'm in that, the word of God says, then all things will be added. So then Jesus finishes and he's like, because of this principle, I can't leave you with nothing. You gave up your boat. I have to honor the principle. Send you. And then he says, okay, remember, they've been out all night. Nothing happened. He said, borrow, you can borrow it for a little church thing, whatever you want. Then he says, okay, now that you let me borrow it for church, send your boat back out. And Peter's like, listen, yo, I'm, you the preacher, I'm the fisherman. There ain't no fish out there, bro. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there wasn't before, but before the boat was in your hands, now the boat is in mine. Send it back out. Send it back out. I know you're an expert on whatever you think that you're an expert on, but when you use what you have for his kingdom, he's going to blow you away. Send it back out. You don't need to be an expert. That's what Jesus is saying. You just need my presence to be close. Put God first and then send it back out. Whatever you use, use it for Jesus and all things will be added. We're not here to, to let go of things. We're here to give them up to Jesus. And look, look at verse 6. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they uh, uh, signaled their partners and the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. Look at Jesus. So full that they, they had leftovers again. There it is. Here's a, we should have called this series Leftovers. Amen. They begin to sink. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw this, he, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his com companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. Two more verses. And so when James and John and the son of Zebedee, Simon's partners, then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore 
left everything and followed him. What is it to follow Jesus? Leave everything. I'm, I'm going to break it to you. I'm going to break it to you real hard. Life is just really not that long. You don't know when you're going home. You're going to end up in the dirt like everybody else. Spend your time wisely. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Here's what I love about Jesus. Is when you surrender to him, it's not because he wants to take away from you. That's what we teach. No, but it's because he wants to add to your life. Can I help you out? Coming to church will never take away from your life. The lie of the enemy is to tell you, well, you ain't got time for that. You got time for everything else. You're going to watch three-hour cowboy game today. You ain't got time to build this kingdom. You ain't got time to build this church. You ain't got time to paint a building. You ain't got time to paint a... You ain't got time. Yeah, 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 you do. Everything in your life is not about ownership. It's about stewardship. Because everything you have belongs to God, including you. But I'm in church on Sunday mornings. Stop. You're also going to go to Walmart this week, right? But just because you go to Walmart don't mean you're part of Walmart. Like you got some stock in Walmart or what? What's going on? Go ahead and walk out with that air fryer and see what happens to you. Well done. I guess you tried. That's not what I want to hear. Well done. I guess you tried and you got caught up in some emotions. You quit the church. You walked away. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah. <laughs> the angel's going to be up there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. We love you, but dude, you really wrecked that assignment. <laughs> you know? We love you. You're welcome in, but dude, you ain't got real friends? Dude, like, I wasn't going to let you get beat up. So I jumped in in that fight for you, right? You were wrong, though, you know? And that's going to be like, dude, you really screwed that assignment up, you know? No, let, let's, let's, let's hear, well done, good and faithful servants. That's my prayer for you. Well done, good and faithful. And you take that as lightly as you want it. You chill right now, not a, not a care in your world. You looking at your fantasy football stats. You, you scrolling Facebook. You doing whatever. Do what you want. But just remember, you're going to get up in that, on, that, on that seat one day and you'll be like, dang, pastor told me, I remember. Well done, good and faithful servant. I'm telling you, whenever you have, give it to him. Give it to him. Come on, praise team. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Whatever we have, it's not about ownership, it's about stewardship. What we have is for him 
in his kingdom. I'm not telling you to quit your job and be like, okay, I got to work. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying whatever you have should be for his house and his people. Not all of it. He just needs it, even just with a little bit. Just like, you know, like, come on. This is not my plan. This is not, oh yeah, this is, no, no, no. This is his plan. This is his plan. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, this is his plan. This is his plan. Let's lift our hands to heaven if we're comfortable. Father, this is your plan. The great commission is to get lost people saved. Father, we will save them all. So that's the theme of our conference. Y'all think we do things just on accident. No, this is, well, that's what we're here for. To bring heaven here. Thank you for listening to the People Church Podcast. We hope you were blessed by the message. Hey, do us a favor and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And above all else, love.